good fucking bad motherfucking ass fucking shit, man. Let's call this motherfucker up right the fuck now and uh, see what the fuck is going on in their world, man. Hello? Hello, Vernon. What's up, brother? <laughs> Dude, what's going on, man? Nothing much. Just another shitty rainy night here in New York. <laughs> well, we just got done blasting a car, one of your fucking tracks off your fucking new album, dude, and that shit fucking bad. It's fucking badass, man. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, we heard it was Morningstar. Uh, a lot of people seem to love that one. Fuck yeah. So tell us, man, what's going on in the world of hierarchy right now? Well, we, uh, our, our main goal is trying to get this record out, man. I, I, uh, I've been working on this album for so long. These songs have, you know, a lot of these songs were written when I was about 16 years old. Um, and I, and they never really got released properly on, on an album. It was always like a uh, half-assed shitty recorded EP or like some kind of live album. So our goal was to take these original songs, I took them and I kind of rewrote them and we wanted to put that out before we continued forward with anything new because we felt like these songs kind of deserved after all this time to, to come out. So we uh, decided to do that. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I was, I was uh, looking and, and uh, you guys you guys formed back in 2002, correct? Yeah, 2002, yep. I was uh, 15, I believe. when We actually started as a Slayer cover band no shit. And, uh, yeah, we started as a Slayer cover band, and we wrote one song, one original song. They basically early hierarchy was like Slayer worship. You know, we were trying to be Slayer only heavier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and then uh, it kind of just you know spread from there. But yeah, 2002, my best friend and I, uh, the drummer, uh, started it, and then it just kind of expanded from there. Well, fuck yeah, man. Slayer's a good start, dude. You can never go wrong with fucking Slayer, man. No, no fucking way. You know, it was a great, great launching point for us. And then I discovered Deicide, and it was game over. Everything was, <laughs> you know, all about Deicide, like that writing style and the, the lyric style. And, you know, I tried so hard to be Glenn Benton at 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Speaking of that, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your, your influences? Like, uh, growing up, what got you into metal, man? Uh, well, I, I, also got, um, I also got Mike uh, Tableton, the singer, next to me, too, so he'll, he'll uh, talk, too. But um, uh, influences for me, it, it started when uh, <laughs> it actually started one rainy night in the summertime. I was at my cousin's house. I was staying up really late, flipping through the channels. And I found VH1, and they had um, the Live at Donington version of Highway to Hell. And I saw that, and I was like, what the fuck is this? I just, I loved it. And, you know, from that moment on, I was obsessed with ACDC. I actually play in an ACDC tribute band now, so kind of came full circle. But without them, I wouldn't be playing, I wouldn't be a musician at all. So, like, ACDC started this whole thing off for me, and then... And, you know, I branched off into Metallica, and then Metallica into Slayer, and then Slayer into, you know, the heavier things. Hell yeah, man. What about Mike? Uh, there you go. Oh, man. What's going on, Zach? What's going on, dude? What's up, man? So, uh, yeah, as far as my influences went, like, I really didn't have 
shit growing up. Like, I had to discover everything on my own. I wasn't, you know, I kind of grew up in the hood. You know, everybody was doing 90s uh, gangster rap around <laughs> me. All my friends were into that, so I didn't know shit, dude. I, I fucking, my parents were listening to Aerosmith and Billy Joel. I had nothing, you know. I was like, what the fuck? So, uh, you know, my metal progression pretty much went like Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses, fucking nirvana suicidal tendencies and then morbid angel <laughs> i my, my very first uh death metal album was uh morbid angel domination hell and, yeah uh, and at that point i was just i want i was just searching for something he heavier you know i was in that teen angst like i need something you know i need something heavy you know i need this isn't you know not, it shit wasn't doing it for me you know and i didn't have anyone to really like guide what I was doing, so I basically just, I walked in the, what was it, FYE back in the day, <laughs> and uh, I just looked for something with a pentagram on it, you know, I was fucking scrolling through, I didn't know a fucking thing, and I, I saw I saw Morbid Angel's Domination with, with the pentagram and all the demon faces on there, and I'm like, let's take this home, man, I put it in, and boom, 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 you know, I was like, all right, that's, that's me, <laughs> that was my niche, so. Hell yeah, man! Hell yeah. So, so uh, as far as hierarchy, man, can you tell us a little bit about uh, some of the song, some some of the song themes and stuff, like your lyrics? What are you guys talking about in these songs? Well, it it, all, it depends on who writes the lyrics. I mean, Mike and I both both write the lyrics. Um, sometimes I'll I'll sit down with a song and I'll, I'll be too lazy to write it. So, I'm like, hey, you you know, you tackle this, uh, Mike writes a lot about his faith and what he believes in and and you know like the left-hand path and the darker side of life and his spirituality so a lot of the lyrics and themes from him kind of you know come from that um i also like to write in that in that area that aspect you know too but um it, it depends on what the theme is like there's a there's a song on the album called fire and blood that's i'm a huge game of thrones nerd and i was like i always loved that title and so Fire and Blood is basically a song about the Targaryen kings from Game of Thrones. So I kind of throw that in there once in a while, um, you know, when the song, when I feel like the song calls for it. Um, as far as the whole Satan thing goes, that's kind of that's kind of Mike's beliefs. Mike kind of handles that whole section. My thing is more of I grew up in a Roman Catholic household, and it was just anti-Christianity, seeing how, you know, it brainwashed people and what it did to people and... and you know, then growing up and, and learning in school, you know, the Crusades and and the and and all these atrocities that happened in the name of Christ, and it just really turned me off. And uh, so that that's kind of where my lyrics come from, the like that aspect of it. Oh yeah, now for all the gearheads out there listening, man, because I know they're wondering, you guys got some sick fucking tones on this record. What kind of equipment were you guys using to uh, to record this? Like, how did you? <laughs> Believe it or not, not a single guitar amp was used on this album. No shit. That that album was a hundred percent made on. It was Pro Tools with um, you know my mixing board. And I have this uh, program called Guitar uh, Guitar Pro, mm -hmm. and a lot of really big studios use it. And I was just flipping through tones, and I found one I liked, and I tweaked it out, and it just it sounds so crisp and heavy, you know, with without that artificial sound. Yeah. So uh, 
basically just a Schechter guitar straight into the uh, straight into the board. Fuck, man. Yeah, well, it it definitely has an organic fucking uh, sound to it. So fucking uh, kudos for that, man. You guys yeah, did a great yeah, job. Definitely. Yeah, he's uh, he's done real good growing up, learning learning how to record everything. I don't understand any of that shit. I just show up and scream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, uh, are you sure? And he's like, Mike, shut the fuck up. I'm like, all right, you got it. <laughs> you got it, man. Do you think? Yeah. You know, he he's come really far. You know, and it's a really, really helpful, like, that he can record and, and produce us, man, you know? Because, I mean, that's that's thousands of dollars and, and time, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's just saved, you know, that we can, you know, we can make our own music. And I'm, I'm grateful for that because, uh, you know, even if it didn't hit, you know, if it doesn't hit, we can still continue to make this shit, you know, and, and put it out. You know, and for whoever is out there wants to listen to it, likes it, you know, and we can still, you know, with social media and the way everything is these days, we can get our, we get everything out there and share it with the world, you know? Fuck so, yeah. All right. I like well, I got some questions coming in from the listeners. Uh, Megan wants to know, what are your favorite horror movies? You guys watch horror movies? Oh, yeah, we're, we're horror movie junkies. Absolutely. Um, oh, for me, shit. I'm the old school man. I like the, uh, yeah, you know, the Freddies, the Jason, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. fucking Halloween. You know, uh, I like. I mean, if you want to talk the really old, get into the animators and all that. They're like the, you know, the soup. Now you're getting into like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. well, what's your, what's the actor's name? You know, but I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, I like the. You know, that was the shit I grew up on, though, you know? I mean, there are some things that are, that are all right today, but, you know, it, it, nothing beats that, that 70s, 80s, you know, yeah. guts and gore kind yep. of shit for me, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up, I used to, I loved Jason. I actually I actually worked in a haunted house for 10 years. I was actually, actually played Jason in a haunted house. Being in six foot five, I was able to, you know, really slip into that character and be menacing you know and then i got older and, and then i i uh i kind of started to appreciate michael myers more just because of the fact that he's pure unkillable evil and he just keeps coming and he's silent and you know he doesn't have to taunt to say anything what and, about hellraiser man hellraiser's good and uh believe it or not uh not a lot of people like this movie and i feel it's like really like Overlooked, you know, and uh, you know, Wishmaster. Mm-hmm. Remember Wishmaster? Yeah. Shit, I fucking loved Wishmaster, man. A lot of people are like, eh, it's all right. Oh my, like, Wishmaster was fucking great. Are you kidding me? Make your wishes. It's just fucking awesome. <laughs> you know, you got the, the, the demonic the gin there. Like, you can get. Uh, so that's some of them. You know, some of them, and you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Of course, the Devil's Rejects and the House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Rob Zombie did an excellent job. Yeah. In my so, eyes, basically, so basically, if it's a horror movie, we, we yeah. most likely love it. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Speaking of uh, Friday the 13th, man, I saw that they have a video game on uh, PlayStation 4, I think. Uh, fucking, uh, I saw my kids playing it the other day, man. Fucking, like, well, you can play as Jason. And you yeah, just, yeah. Just... I actually had that game. I played it for a while, <laughs> and then I kind of got bored of it and traded it in. But yeah, that was a pretty cool, pretty cool game. 
Yeah, it cracked me up when I walked through the room and I seen them playing that, man. They're like, they're just fucking walking <laughs> around as Jason killing folks. I'm like, what, yeah. what the fuck? What is this? Yep. All right, uh, some more questions from the listeners. JMCT wants to know, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you on stage? Craziest thing that ever happened to me on stage? Um, well, I don't know. That's a good question. Probably uh, back in 2015, I was in I was in um, just a, like a generic metal band called Wisteria, and this this was probably the closest I've ever got to getting signed. Uh, we were blowing up. We actually played the Rock USA Festival in Wisconsin in front of like 30,000 people with uh, like Five Finger Death Punch, Trivium, Avenged Sevenfold, Judas Priest was there. Um, probably the cool. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess you can kind of consider this. The guys from Event Sevenfold were on the stage, like on backstage where we were playing, watching us, and we came off, and they they watched our whole set and said that we were great and they loved it. And so I, I mean, that's probably the only thing I can think of. I mean, otherwise, it's pretty boring. <laughs> Nobody throwing shoes at you or nothing like that. No, no, nothing like that. <laughs> I had a I had a girl flash me once. That was pretty cool. I was like, holy shit, that made me feel like a rock star. I was like. I can't believe, all right, I wasn't going to argue. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Another question, uh, what's your favorite drink, alcohol or not? Ooh. Um, lately for the past year, I've been I've been really fond of Jim Beam has all these different kinds of flavored whiskeys. And I've been really fond of the Jim Beam maple. I think it's fucking delicious. Mike makes fun of me because... He's like, oh, it smells like you're eating pancakes, and I'm just like, fuck you, this is delicious. So that's that's that. Um, I'm actually in the process of brewing my own mead right now. Nice. And uh, yeah, delicious. yeah, it's called it's called Viking's Blood. It's got you know your your standard honey in it, but it's also got some cherries and raspberries in it. And I decided I had to rack it one night, so I took a cup each, one for me and one for Mike, and we drank one cup, and we got fucked up off of this it wasn't even done yet and this stuff knocked us on our ass so it's going to be delicious when uh when we're done nice well uh, if i ever come to new york man i'm gonna have to hit you up on that i'll uh i'll I'll send you a (laughs) bottle man i'll send you one because i plan on bottling it i'll I'll send you a bottle down there awesome awesome and right now we're drinking blue moons fuck yeah man Uh, another question lady red wants to know how many instruments can you play uh, uh, how many can you play, Mike? Uh, I, I think I can play the six-hole recorder pretty good. Other than that, I, I, I mainly stick to screaming at people. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he's, keeps it simple. Um, I mean, I have a guitar that I've had for 20 years, and I think I still play the same three notes, just in a different, like, rhythm. <laughs> I can, let's see, I can do guitar, bass, drums, piano... I played trumpet and trombone when I was in high school, and I messed around with violin and viola a little bit. So yeah, he's like a he's like a prodigy. This guy, we said that about him when he was younger years ago. Because I'm a little bit older, and he came along. He just I don't know, man. He had a great ear. Put everything down. Fucking good skills, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. Another question, uh, Vicky wants to know, what's one band you would love to jam with if you could play with anybody? Oh, fuck. 
That's, that's another. That's another. Well, great well, for me, I'd love to jam with Deicide. I mean, these guys got to do it before I signed on. They got a show with Deicide. When I was starting out, you know, I was in another band called Dry Heave, and uh, that was my fucking dream, man. That was, that was my dream, jamming, jamming with Deicide and fucking getting to meet Glenn and shit like that. You know. Hell yeah! We actually have a funny Deicide story, but we'll 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 get to that after my my answer. Uh, I would. That's very hard for me. I would love to jam with Amana Marth, Behemoth. Uh, I'm actually a big punk rock guy. Bad Religion is one of my all-time favorite bands, so I'd love to play with Bad Religion. Um, I got to play with Deicide, Cannibal Corpse, Goat Horror, all those bands. Um, but yeah, so we actually have a funny Deicide story. That Mike likes to tell people. Yeah, Shaking tell us about that. Um, so we basically we we went to see Deicide at a venue over here and called uh, Crazy Donkey. Back Crazy Donkey, and I was telling Mike, I said, "Come on, let's go meet Glenn. I'll I'll take you, you know, in the back." Because I, I knew how to get the backstage and all that stuff. And and Mike met him, and uh, you know, Mike Mike tells it better. So this <laughs> this guy's going to walk into his uh. His tra trailer and Vern, Vern yells out to him, like, Glenn, Glenn. And we turns around and he's like, What's up, boys? We go walking up to him. He's like, Glenn, this is my friend Mike. <laughs> he's like, We call him Mini Glenn. And fucking no shit. Glenn Bent looks at me, raises an eyebrow, and goes, Do they really? I'm like, No. <laughs> oh, they don't call me that. How did you say that? You know? And he goes, Well, it was good talking to you, boys. I got I gotta go take care of some shit. <laughs> and so that was that was me, me, Glenn Benton. Thanks, dude. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Nice man. Yeah, Deicide, fucking badass, dude. They they put on a hell of a fucking live show too, man. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, another question, Lady Red wants to know: At, at what age did, did you decide to write music or join a band? At one eight, um, I started playing when I was. I started playing guitar. When I was 13, didn't join the band until maybe I'd say like a year, a year or so after that, maybe like 14. Then the first band I ever joined was this band that basically played Green Day covers all day, <laughs> and that was pretty much all I could play at first. And then, you know, as I got better, I, I you know, joined better bands. And I, uh, I didn't, I joined Dry Heave when I was like 18. You know, they were already. Uh, they're a little bit younger, because I had gotten uh, I had gotten booted out of my house, and I, w I went to live with my aunt in another town. The parents booted me out. I was kind of an asshole, I guess. I can admit that now that I'm older, you know. Um, so yeah, I met these I met these kids. I was basically like the new guy in town, and uh, you know they were all all metalheads, and you know I had finally actually it was it was cool because I got booted out. You know, out of the hood into a town where there was actually people who were semi like me, like with my interests and shit like that. So, and you know, they were all just jamming around and everything. And they're like, "Oh, come down, blah 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 blah." You know, and I was, you know, I started doing my vocals, and you know, we uh, started jamming. And then uh, I think it was about a year later, we were at this uh, this venue called the Downtown. You know, and they were. Uh, you know, they were doing, like, open mic nights and everything for band, local bands and shit. It's where I met this guy over here on the line at the downtown. Yeah. When I was in Dry Heat, we met, met Vernon Hierarchy over there on that line. And then I heard these guys fucking play, and I was like, 
that's what I need to do, man. Where I need to be. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. All right. Another question. Uh, Lady Red wants to know, what do you prefer, big boobs or small boobs? Big boobs. <laughs> yes, big boobs. I like all the boobs, man. Big ones, small ones, some as big as your head. I don't give a fuck. Bring them on. Yeah. Please. I love, I love big boobies. Not the overly monstrous ones, but just nice, nice double Ds. I like them all. Bring them all, man. All comers, bring them on. <laughs> all right. Another question. Uh, JMCT wants to know, what's your favorite place to play at? Favorite place to play at? Hmm. Well, where we are, the venue options are kind of limited at this point because a lot of these these big venues we have here in New York, well, especially on Long Island, um, they cater to cover bands. So it's pretty much a lot of these venues like to just book cover bands. And when they do book an original band, it's usually like some kind of lame indie pop punk crap. Uh, but... So Long Island, is a, we have a place called the Paramount, which is pretty big. A lot of the big-name bands come through there. I got to play there once. I thought that was that was probably like the, the best stage I've played on in Long Island. Um, For me, I never made it to the Paramount, but we had this place called uh, Revolution. Revolution Bar and Grill. And, uh, I mean, I guess that was my favorite spot right there, man. I mean, that was... Uh, pretty well known had some pretty good people pretty good people come through there you know i think i saw mayhem there and i saw uh fear factory over there and uh you know it was pretty it was a pretty cool little place i mean it wasn't the main stage but you know as far as i had gotten at that point you know that was pretty much my one of my favorite spots and then also there was even flow even flow was another was place, place out in bayshore so I guess between Revolution and Evenflow, those would be my two favorite spots that I had played on this island. Oh, yeah. Another question, uh, what do you prefer, big venues or small venues? Oh, well, obviously, the, the bigger the venue, the more people you can get in there. But at the same time, the smaller venues, are the more intimate. You get the crowd right up there in your face and, you know, Getting that energy, bringing that energy to you as you give it out. I mean, that's that's always good having them crammed in there. Um, yeah, if the venue's big and it's packed, and then we vibe it. I mean, we'll play in front of two people, we'll play in front of two thousand people. Doesn't matter. I'll play in front of a fucking bar stool and a shot glass. I've done it before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, too many. I mean, we busted our ass, man. Too many, too many gigs playing in front of all the bands and their girlfriends and. You know, I don't give a shit. I, yeah. play, I play your fucking backyard birthday party, man. I don't care. <laughs> fucking get over there. Let's get it going, man. Oh, yeah, man. You got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I mean, we're hoping this, this album opens, you know, opens some new doors for, you know, bigger venues, bigger shows. I think so, man. When people hear this shit, it's got to, man, because this, this fucking record is fucking badass, dude. Thanks, bro. Thank Appreciate you, it. Yeah, we worked our, we worked our asses off on it, so it's nice to see it getting uh, getting out there. All right, another question. Vicky wants to know, what do you prefer, bubble baths or showers? I'm too damn big to fit in the bathtub. <laughs> uh, my legs just completely hang out. It's the thing that sucks about being tall. Um, but if I could take baths, I probably would prefer a bubble bath over a shower. 
Yeah, and I mean, I, I mainly take showers, but I wouldn't snark it hopping into a hot tub and filling it with suds, you know? That'd be pretty fucking cool. Oh, Bring yeah. the booth. She also wants to know, what do you prefer, sausages or pies? Sausages or pies? <laughs> I, I love apple pie. That's my apple pie. My warm American apple pie. Warm, wholesome American <laughs> apple pie. Right on, man. Uh, another question: Have you ever had any ghostly encounters at venues or shows? Any uh, any kind of fucking uh, ghost stories or anything? Not at shows. Well, what about Jesse? Jesse's fucking party. I did. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, that. So so uh, we didn't put it on the record because we were just we were just uh, gonna be, yeah I guess saving it for a live thing. But uh, I usually do. You know, an invocation on that, you know, right before Light of the Morning Star, there's the intro, the very first track. And, I'll, you know, I'll do what, you know, live, I'll in- introduce the band, and I'll, I'll call forth, you know, Seven Princes of Hell and Lilith and shit like that. And uh, it seemed like when we started out, uh, like, we started out at a friend's party, and I did that, and the show, everything went great. And then after loose. that, all hell broke loose. People fighting, beating the fuck out of each other. Blood going everywhere. Dudes throwing up blood. Cops showing up. And I was just like, I looked at Jesse. I was like, I set the devil loose on your house, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, that man. was crazy. Yeah, that, was, that was a good time. Yeah. That was yeah. when I punched that guy in the head and I knocked him down the stairs. Yeah. The cops came. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess so far we, we got that, you know. Um... Nothing getting thrown across the room by itself, though. Yeah. Just like just like the vibe all of a sudden going, like, insane and becoming an animal house. But, uh, yeah, whatever. You could, uh, I guess you could credit that to uh, maybe one too many shots. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next question. Uh, where do you guys see yourselves in the next three years? Hopefully signed to a nice label on tour with a really great band that we love and admire and playing in front of like a large new audience so that would not be bad at all uh otherwise for me i'm just gonna keep plugging away and, and like you know mike said earlier if we don't get signed we still have social media we can still get our music out there and get it around the world but for me i'm hoping one of these labels we submitted to picks us up and uh and gets us out there that's that's what i hope yeah i mean i it's hard to pinpoint where I will be in three years. I know where I want to be, but I can tell you 100% where I, what I'm going to be doing is still making music with hierarchy. You know, yeah. lose, up or down, back and forth. We're still, I'm still moving forward with that, and that'll uh, that'll go on until I can't I can't do it anymore physically. I guess. Yeah. yeah definitely. We have enough music and material to last that long. You know, uh-huh. we uh. A lot of things in the works. Yeah, we. I have at least three albums written musically that are ready to go. Man. Awesome. Uh, so so there's no, yeah, no we're, shortage. We're, you know, we're just trying to let the album breathe. You know, we just let it out and stuff like that, and give it a couple of months or so to breathe and stuff like that. And then you know, we might start releasing some new things on Bandcamp and stuff. So keep a lookout for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we actually have, we actually have an EP called Ravenous that we wanted to release before this album, but we didn't get a chance to because we we didn't finish the songs. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, Blue Moon's motherfucker. Yeah, Blue Moon's motherfucker. <laughs> um, 
so that should be coming out hopefully sometime this year. That's that's a different sounding album than what we put out. This one's kind of more of a straightforward, brutal death metal approach. It's still melodic. You can still tell it's us, but the songs are a lot heavier and the subject matter is a lot different. But that's that's what we're looking to put out within, you know, I'd say like the next six months. And then after that, we have a whole black metal album. We have a, a kind of a Viking metal album that, you know, that's written. So we have a lot of stuff and, you know, the future, that you know, future looks pretty damn good for us as long as we keep plugging away on these songs. Hell Yeah. Speaking of Bandcamp, I know today is first Friday on Bandcamp, so uh, you guys get 100% profits if anybody out there tuning in right now fucking goes and uh, buys your fucking album. That, that's you motherfuckers yeah. out there listening. <laughs> yeah, we, we got the physical CDs in, in the mail, too. So uh, if you go on Bandcamp and instead of paying $10 for... You know, the digital, if you put in $12, you not only get the digital, but you'll, you know, you put in your address and, you know, we'll ship the CD to you too, but you also get the digital right away. Awesome. Awesome. All right, man. Well, I'm about out of questions for you guys. Is there anything else you want to let the people know? Just keep an eye on us because, uh, you know, hopefully big things are happening. Hopefully we're on the rise. And uh, we think the music speaks for itself. You know, we're not arrogant or cocky people but when it comes to our music i think i think we have something that not a lot of bands have i just i can't pinpoint it but uh i i think there's there's something there that i i don't know ever since i was a kid this is all i wanted to do is play music get signed go on tour and i just i just have that feeling that this this is going to be the band that makes it fuck yeah man yeah man I mean, that pretty much covers it, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the only th other thing I say uh, to that is I uh, hope we get to get out around the country in this coming year and uh, play in front of some people that have never got to see us perform live before. I think they'll enjoy the show. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to move forward and uh, meet new people and get the music out there, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. It. I'll see you motherfuckers in the trenches, you know? Hell yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Well, before I let you guys go, I got to get you to make us a station tag. All right. Yeah, no problem. Whenever you're ready, say something like, "This is Hierarchy, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio." All right. He wants us to make a tag like, "This is Hierarchy, and you're listening to Metal Devastation." Okay. Radio. All right. One, two, three. This, this is, is hierarchy, hierarchy, and you're listening to Metal Devastation, Devastation Radio. <laughs> fuck yeah man <laughs> alright uh, well thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to us guys and uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to blast some more hierarchy for these motherfuckers so they can go crazy alright awesome. Right, awesome I've been enjoying all your other tunes you've been playing so far everything sounds great man hell Keep yeah up, man dude. hell yeah cheers brothers cheers man thanks for the opportunity Zach we appreciate it anytime dude anytime we'll talk to you later man Sounds good, brother. Thanks a lot. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Cheers. Hail Satan, motherfuckers. Hail Satan. There you have it, folks. Hierarchy live on the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation motherfucking radio. Like I said earlier, put your speakers in your fucking windows. Put them in your front lawns. Put them in your neighbor's fucking driveway. Put them in your neighbor's fucking on his deck. Fucking blast this shit. Turn it up all the fucking way. This is Hierarchy, motherfuckers.